So, I tried to talk myself out of going to the gym today. It would have been really easy, too. Because I got up, it was there was snow outside, it snowed last night, the road was covered, looked real slushy and crappy, and the bed was toasty warm. And all I could think about was just feeling, climbing back into that little warm cocoon of blankets next to Bob with the dog and the cats, and just lay there and drift back off. But I didn't. I mean, <laughs> I did climb back into bed and, and do that for a while. But being in bed and stuff and just laying there and just feeling relaxed, feeling happy and allowing myself to wake up a little bit and feel better. Um, yeah, did a little bit of my vocabulary on my phone app, my medical vocabulary, and I laid there and... By the time I was done with that and everything, Bob was waking up and I was ready to go to the gym. So I did. So don't let procrastination get you down, man. Besides, because nobody knows how to drive in the snow up here very well, that meant there was no traffic really going to the gym. There's a few cars out, but for the most part, everybody's inside. Because once you see one snowflake up here, everybody freaks out. So I knew that that would be an easy drive, and I got to sit there and whistle Let It Snow all the way to the gym. Easy parking, nobody at the gym, plenty of stationary bicycles for me to pedal my butt off, and it was a good. So yeah. <laughs> you can have the best of both worlds. Materialism. Langism. This is the Langisms Podcast, episode number, could it be nine? And I'm Lang, in case you didn't know. And uh, this is my podcast, and this is where I talk about whatever I want, whatever comes out of my mouth, whatever is on my head, in my brain. Uh, I start the podcast off with a quote, and this quote goes something like this for this episode. Americans will put up with anything provided it doesn't block traffic. Dan Rather. Boom. So true, too, you know? Like, <laughs> just, just don't piss anybody off in a car, it seems like nowadays, right? Um. So, yeah, I wanted to talk about 
driving, the dangers of driving, the future of driving, just everything about driving today. <clears throat> and I was going to start off by talking what what is it like, you know, driving out there on the road. Well, I mean, obviously it depends on the time of day and conditions and uh, urgency in people and holidays affect driving habits and attitudes. And But I feel like for the most part, driving has become very competitive. You know, and if you commute to work, you know what I'm talking about. And if anybody just drives and drives normally and is aware of, of everything while they're driving, they'll know what I'm talking about. Right? You see it. And that makes it, you know, even more high frustrations. And there's frustrations on the part of people that are in a in a rush, in a hurry to get places, that think that they're the only people on the road that matters. And I'm sure we've all been there. I've been there. I've driven like an asshole before, you know. I guess in my in my aging wisdom, I realized the errors of my of my ways, and I realized that driving like a butthole on the freeway because you didn't get up in time or something happened, and you and you think it's the end of the world, you know, because you need to get to work or you lose your job. Well, maybe that's not a really great place to work then, if they're not going to be understanding of of daily life instances getting in the way. And I've actually worked for places like that. So, and I don't anymore, but it's no reason to do that. You know, there's, there's, you're at too high rate of a speed on the freeway and there's too many cars everywhere and too much distraction on the road to be pissed off. You know, Distractions too, you know. Like I said, there's, there's a lot of distractions. Don't get me wrong. Billboard signs, people walking on bikes, kids running around, just you know, cars coming out of areas that they can't really see out of a you know behind a tree or a bush or whatever. You know, there's just all kinds of distractions that can draw your attention away from from. <clears throat> what's going on right in front of you. That's dangerous. You know what else is dangerous? Cell fucking phones, man. Seriously. I've, uh... I've learned that, like... I just don't look at it. I'll plug it in before I pull out of the driveway, turn on my my music or a podcast or something and if it rings I just don't even bother it's not important enough because you know what I see people all the time on their phones driving oblivious to what's going on and not watching what's in front of them and almost getting in accidents and these are people almost getting in accidents, and I see it all the time. And if that happens all the time, imagine how many people are getting in accidents that you don't see because of their cell phone. And I just want to say one thing. We have a cell phone law in this state, and the people that are supposed to uphold it, I see them on their freaking cell phones driving more than anybody else. So 
I'm not sure what that's all about, but I'm pretty sure that needs to stop. If it's an important call that you need to make, pull over into a parking lot and call. If it's a a thing with your job and the police, then use your freaking radio. Put your phone down, man. It doesn't exempt you. Or if it does, I'd like to I'd like to hear about that. If somebody could let me know about that. If you live in a state where you have a cell phone law. Yeah, and I think there's just a lack of proper road etiquette and obeying road rules and working together, you know. Zippering's a big big stickler for me. I don't think people really know how to zipper. You know, merging onto the freeway and stuff. You if you merge onto the freeway and you have a long dotted line to merge, you should take advantage of that long dotted line to kind of get up to speed with everybody or whatever and match and then get over. You shouldn't try to force your way over as soon as the you get you get close enough. That causes traffic. In case you didn't know. I see that all the time. You know what else I noticed too that will cause traffic and cause people to like have to slam on their brakes too is when you come around a corner and there's there's a cop there with a radar gun or something. <laughs> right? <laughs> You're supposed to supposed to be helping, man. You're not supposed to be making people all of a sudden slam on their brakes and cause accidents. I've seen like people almost getting like bad accidents because of that and it's like, yeah, okay. I'm not sure if that's really worth it. You know? Especially, like, uh, accidents cost millions of dollars a year. You know? Figure police, paramedics, hospital bills, road cleanup, tow trucks, uh, lost time, lost wages of people being stuck in traffic. You know, if you add everything, oh, going to the hospital, surgeries, uh, trauma units, all that stuff, that stuff adds up. And, you know, it costs a lot of money. So, if, 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 if for any reason, if you're like, you know, screw that, man. It's people, you know, whatever, people des- deserve whatever they get when they're driving. I'm fine, whatever, you know, just, and you're not willing to pay for, like, health insurance. Come on. That drives up the cost of health insurance if you, when you think about it. So when I suggest some of the ideas later on in this episode and you're getting all pissed off, I just want you to know that it's not just for, like, reasons of protecting people. This is for for economic reasons as well. That'll suggest some of the changes. Although some of you, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably already think some of these things anyway. So, um, in 2015, because I haven't really seen any 2016 things online, and maybe I just wasn't doing a good search, but on U.S. roads in 2015, 38,300 people were killed. And 4.4 million were seriously injured. (laughs) Right? So I guess 38.3 isn't bad out of 4.4 million seriously injured, right? 
And that's not counting however many millions were not seriously injured that just got in minor, you know, collisions or what have you. You know, fender benders and stuff. This stuff all adds up in the end. Yeah, death, property damage, bodily injury, you know. Bang your head, got to call off work. Heads up, man. Little sip of my... I don't have coffee right now because it's nighttime right now when I'm recording this. So I'm going to have a delicious sip of my icy cold beverage. It's crazy, right? So yeah, motor vehicles in 2015 went up 8%. 8%. Yeah. The estimated cost of motor vehicle deaths, injuries, and property damage in 2015 was $412.1 billion. <laughs> okay, and that cost includes wages and productivity losses, medical expenses, and, you know... Administrative costs, employer costs, and property damage. And I was looking at a chart earlier where it, it basically it, it it breaks down from the introductory year of the car back in like 19-oh-whatever. And then the following year, it gives the percentage. It has a, it has a death rate for, for that year, which was like... 43 people or something but then it starts showing you the next year it can it has something to compare it to so it shows how the rate goes up and it goes up like like double the following year and then crazy it just starts increasing and increasing and increasing every year some years it's you know way high some years not so high you know one two three percent some years is actually better it drops which I'm kind of wondering if that's because of safety features that get introduced to cars or or safety features on roads and maybe different laws were introduced to cause safety to happen, you know? Um, that's what I assume happened there. And then the, there's, like, some, some drops during, uh, like, wars and stuff. So I'm assuming that's just because there wasn't a lot of people driving and everybody ended up probably... Uh, going to work in factories and stuff, so you ended up living really close by, and there was probably, you know, you just walked to work or whatever, you know. All the, all the men were off fighting war. They weren't home driving, you know. <laughs> so I want to talk a little bit about... Uh, what makes driving so dangerous is that people are preoccupied. They want to do other things besides drive in reality. You know, we get, our brains are constantly moving. We're, we're constantly distracted. And I'm not trying to say that people are assholes or they're idiots or they're dumb or they're not qualified to drive because I'm a, I'm a human being too. What I'm saying is that it's just, we aren't built to, to do it really not for extended periods of time anyway i mean for fun occasionally here and there yeah but 
when you're driving with your friends and you're going somewhere, you're not really c- concerned with really driving. You just want to hang out with your friends, right? And what would make that so much easier would be a self-driving car, for one, right? But we'll get to that. There's other things you can do right now. You can carpool and uh, to work, which is a good thing, because you can switch who's driving so not everybody's driving all the time. And that gives other people time to decompress from work. You can relax. You might be able to talk. Uh, the one person can focus on driving for the time being, get you safely home. They'll have plenty of time they can listen and stuff, but they'll have plenty of time to go ahead and be involved in conversation stuff next week when they don't have to drive. So there's that safety option. An even more safety th- option would be maybe just taking a bus or a train wherever you went. You know, if you're going to go, because I like where I live, I can jump on a bus and get into Seattle in less than an hour, you know, if I wanted. And it's still, you know, a little it takes a little bit longer because you have to stop and stuff but you know I I took a bus to work for a long time and it was awesome I felt safer too on the bus you know even though there was a couple times where it got a little hairy with the the braking but for the most part the bus I feel safe on it you know and the train's even safer pretty much cuz you're just going to be on a track and Unless it derails, which I guess if you live on the East Coast is a big thing. But out here, I haven't heard of a train derailing. So, um, What else could you do? I mean, there's Uber. It's just like a taxi. So that they're paid to drive. That's their job. you know. And I doubt they get distracted too easily. But in the end, I really think self-driving cars is going to be what uh, makes dr- being on the roads as safe as possible. And... A bonus of having like computerized cars is the fact that they can actually communicate with each other eventually and that'll be able to allow them to alleviate any kind of heavy traffic right you say oh I need to go home they'll be like okay and they'll be communicating with all the other computers and they'll be like oh this is going to be the easiest way for you to go and They'll know exactly how to let you in and stuff, and you don't have to worry about it. You can sit there, and you can catch up on Netflix. You can do work or homework or take a nap or listen to music. You could meditate in your car on the way to work and on the way home or on the way to anywhere and not have to worry about getting in an accident. What do you think about that? I think that would be brilliant. And I know, I know, there's people out there that are like, dude, lying, man. Come on, dude. You know, cars, that's American. What's more American than cars, right? You can't take cars away from people. People want to drive, right? And I get that. And I say you should be able to do that somewhere designated for that because that is a part of history and people should be able to do that if they want but I don't think being on the road and and the uh, 
the fallibility of the human mind and body. It's too risky to other people, man. I mean, I think about like, okay, what would happen if I died? Like if I had a heart attack on the freeway while I was in cruise control hauling ass and I just like fell asleep, I could seriously hurt not just myself and kill myself instantly and not have a chance to go to the hospital, but I could injure and kill other people. And that would suck. And that could be avoided if I was having a heart attack. If I could hit a panic button in my automated car, it would take me right to the hospital. Right? It would take me to the the nearest emergency area. Why? Because it knows that. It's hooked to a satellite. It knows where everything is. Yeah. What else? You know, I, I've talked to Bob about this. He doesn't. He doesn't believe. He doesn't believe me. He's like, "Oh, that's, that's a novel idea, but that'll never happen." Um, but everything I've been reading is predicting it, right? There's an article in the Business Insider. I'll post the link on the blog. It talks about how uh, by 2020 there'll be 10 million self-driving cars on the road, and that's by 2020. That's like three years from now, you know, and all the car companies are getting in on it. It's not just like the Google thing you hear about and stuff. It's all cars, Mercedes, BMW, Tesla, you know, uh, the Google thing's really moving along, I think, from what I've seen. I'm sure Ford is going to have one. There's going to be everywhere. And we already have that stuff, kind of. You already have, like, the parking assist, and you already have, you know, back cameras. That's a, that's a type of automated driving almost, you know. It's assisted driving. And then they have the cars that will park for you. That's automated. And that's basically the, the, a similar technology. It'll make life so much easier, you know. You could have a, a car where you just have a totally solid black tint. Nobody could see anything in. And it wouldn't matter. You know what else you get rid of is tickets. Totally get rid of tickets, man. That put a dent in the law enforcement budget, I'm sure, but... Maybe they could focus on crime instead of pulling people over. I mean, I think about that mixed in with more sustainable technology with cars like uh, hybrid cars or battery cars and, and stuff like that. And it just seems like the the possibilities of that and the evolution of it growing and evolving into this to even like more mind-blowing technology just just seems like where everything's headed and I think we should just embrace that steering wheel missing gas and brake pedal missing <laughs> vehicle that you can get in and say hey take me to my mom's house in San Diego and it will drive you <laughs> to San Diego and you don't even have to stop and get into a hotel room. I mean, you could tell it to stop and eat and stuff and you could get a hotel room if you wanted to, but you could have it like a fold out bed and you could sleep in your car all the way to San Diego and it would just stop and 
charge itself as it needs, you know? That would be amazing. People would be tripping out, though, when that stuff first starts hitting the road. I guarantee people are going to be freaking out. They're going to be tripping out about how dangerous it is and, and you know, how you can't trust a computer. Well, the fact is... If you get down to it, and if everybody followed the rules of the road, we wouldn't even need this. So the human condition is what's causing the need for this, in my opinion. We should all just accept it. <laughs> Icy cold beverage break. Yeah, I, I I read I read about this topic in a book once. It was called. Uh, let me look it up. I believe. I believe it was called. Technology will steal your job, but don't worry. But that's okay, I think it's called. Oh, robots will steal your job, but that's okay. <laughs> How to survive the economic collapse and be happy. Yeah. Uh, it was actually a really good book. And uh, it, it talks about the, the, the continued growth of technology you know and if you've if you've followed technology at all and if you follow science at all you understand that everything grows exponentially when it comes to this stuff and that's why we've come so far so fast is because of uh exponential growth in technology and this talks about how you know more and more jobs are being taken by te by te <clears throat> technology like you go to the store now self checkout you know you go to amazon that stuff's all automated how they sort, deliver, package, and all that stuff. It's all automated. Or or most of it is, and it's on its way to being totally automated. You know, and they're talking about even the delivery aspect being part of that, too, where drones and stuff will come in. And, and if you have self-driving cars, it's going to do that, too, you know. And it talks about all this stuff, you know. And... It talks about it in a way that lets you know, hey, it'll happen, but you're not going to need to worry about it because there's going to be all this other stuff that that is going to take up your time. So, And having a job, per se, won't be the main focus because you're not going to have to worry about this stuff because technology is going to be doing it. There'll be people that take care of the technology, obviously, and stuff, and that's what they'll be into. And then the rest of us will find other other uh, careers you know I mean I saw I saw this thing it's a robot arm and it's it'll it, it it's installed in your kitchen and it'll get the ingredients out cut them up everything cook it take the dishes and wash them after it's plated your meal for you 
So if you think if if any cooks out there and I I, I cooked, you know, you guys think your job's safe, man, but <laughs> nobody's job is safe. Any kind of any kind of physical labor, that job is not safe. Period. And even a lot of jobs, computer jobs aren't safe because computer technology is constantly growing too and software and everything. So eventually software will take care of itself. I mean, if you're talking about artificial intelligence and stuff too, that's a whole, whole nother thing that's, that'll just make it like, poo, shoot way off, right? So don't be afraid of the car thing, man. You should be afraid of Skynet. (laughs) Well, I think that's going to be a good spot. I'm going to go ahead and share a little thing I've been working on. I don't know if you guys recall. uh, I was talking about making a, working on a music project and stuff and uh, like I said, I have a, a buddy coming up, and we're going to try to do some stuff. But beforehand, I've been playing around with GarageBand and doing some digital things. And I, I put together a little something I'd like to I'd like to share with you guys. So uh, this is my debut of my music project titled uh, Mother's Day Brunch. <laughs> and if any of you guys have worked in the kitchen with me or anything before, you know I've you've heard me talk about this before as an idea. So... Um, I'm going to go ahead and lay it on you, and this track is called Contemplation. So, world premiere audio music from Mother's Day Brunch.
So, boom. Mother's Day brunch coming at you. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I know it's pretty simple. It's kind of like a lot of electronic stuff. But, hey, you know what? Got to start somewhere. Uh, and I plan on working on some more stuff uh, with some other people eventually. And I'll be be langifying that and turning that into a Mother's Day brunch uh, track as well. So, you guys can look forward to hearing some more of that if you if you kind of dug that and it made you kind of get into driving wherever you were at, you know, bobbing your head, kind of feeling the groove, because that's what it was more for, is just to get you kind of feeling a groove. So, back to what we were talking about uh, with the cars and stuff, I really just, uh, I'm ready for it, man, and I hope you guys are too. I wanted to go ahead and go ahead and start the announcements for the podcast, uh, like I always say, if there's anybody out there that has any kind of comments about anything I've talked about, or if they're wondering if I've ever thought about a certain topic or have an opinion on a certain topic or want to learn about a certain topic, feel free to shoot me an email, man, and we'll talk it out. I don't mind people uh, getting on my Facebook and stuff, but just be aware that I, I don't really do the whole Facebook messaging stuff. And everything, and I, I pretty much just go on there and post things. So keep that in mind if you're looking to be my friend on Facebook. You're pretty much just going to be kept up to date on things with me. And don't look forward to having too much contact with me on Facebook because I prefer to do that all over emails and stuff. All right? And you can email me at awakemindjourney at gmail.com. It's all one word, and I'll go ahead and spell it. It's A-W-A-K-E-M-I-N-D-J-O-U-R-N-E-Y at gmail.com. And I believe if you go to the blog, langisms.blogspot.com, I believe there's a way you can uh, uh, go ahead and email me and contact me through that, and feel free to comment on anything on there too because I, I am trying to keep check on that and make sure I'm following any comments anybody has put on there okay so feel free to drop me a line that way as well 
And I am on Twitter. I post. I don't really. I haven't really got into it yet, but I am on there, and it's uh, Lang Stevens at Lang the Langisms podcast. You can catch me on there, and I'll I'll post things on there related to the podcast when I when I post things into the blog as well. I have a guest coming up on the on the podcast, my friend Scott from down in Vancouver, Washington. Uh, we've been friends of mine. He's a glass blower. He's also a master certified master preserver, and an all around good guy. He's kind of like me. He has a lot of experience in life and goes through similar things. And wanted to come up and uh, be my first guest. So that's going to be kind of fun. I'm not really sure what to expect from it, and. Uh, I think it'll be a, a good experience. I feel like this whole podcast thing is a, has been a learning experience. And I just, I hope it keeps evolving and I hope you guys keep enjoying it. You, just remember you can find me on uh, iTunes and Google Play as well as SoundCloud under the Langisms podcast. And you can subscribe on those things and rate them and comment and all that stuff would really be great. Because... That way more people will be aware. It'll start to show up a little bit more when people are looking for things. So if you guys could do that for me and give me a rating and subscribe and all that stuff on whatever your preferred uh, podcast provider is, that'd be great. And if you guys are on a <clears throat> excuse me, if you guys are on a provider that I haven't heard of yet and you want my podcast to be on there, uh, let me know and I'll, I'll do my best to get it uploaded onto that as well. And there'll be a feed available for you. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, I did uh, the gym and everything, and I've been, uh, <laughs> I've increased my cardio up to 30, 30 minutes, and I do it in longer segments because if you remember before, I was doing like this wave thing, five minutes up, let my heart rate down, five minutes up. So now I'm at 30 minutes, and I've extended those periods to three 10-minute intervals, so it's a little bit longer. And it keeps my heart rate up a little bit higher for longer, but then I'm still doing the wave, the up and down, and uh, it's going good. Um, I feel like uh, I'm breathing better, and uh, I feel like my lungs are actually starting to clear up and expel even more stuff from those years of smoking. So it's definitely giving my chest a workout, and I'm feeling it, and uh, I feel like my energy's gone up, and it's been all good. And uh, that's going to bring me to the weigh-in of the podcast, which you guys have probably been listening this entire time, holding on to the edge of your seats, just like waiting for, right? And I know, I know it's pretty exciting stuff. So last, last, last episode, if you remember, I weighed, I believe it was 249, right? And this week when I weighed myself, and I had some, I had probably about maybe a half pound of clothes on when I did it this week. Usually I'm stripped down, so I, I don't have anything interfering. So we could probably take a half a pound off of this weight that I'm about to say, or, or maybe even four ounces. But I went, I didn't lose as much weight this week, but I still went down. I went down to 247.6. So if I took like even four ounces off, it's closer to the, just the even number, so... I'm I'm good with that. Uh, there was a birthday celebration this weekend, and I did have a piece of cake, and I did have some cocktails and stuff, and I, I contribute not to dropping so much because I was eating those extra calories. And to be honest, the cake, even though it was super chocolatey, 
it was just so sweet because I've been cutting that stuff out and I haven't been eating it. It was almost, it was too sweet, you know. I would have been fine, probably better without any icing on it and just actual cake, you know. <clears throat> and that goes to show that your palate will change once you stop eating a lot of high concentrated things in food like sugar and salt and stuff. Your palate will change and adjust. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to be looking forward to keeping you guys updated on that again next week. And uh keeping my progress going i can tell you one thing and i i, I might have mentioned this last podcast i've started to consume a lot more water i'm i'm still drinking coffee and i'd like to cut that down but i'm 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 consuming way more water right now and i'm finding a, a difference and stuff like before i would be very restless at night with my legs and i might have like twitches and cramps and stuff and that's gone away i don't i don't really have that anymore at all you know so hydrating yourself is, and definitely drink something an hour before bed, like even if it's just eight ounces of water or something to get your body hydrated for overnight. I think that's a really good thing. And I feel like it's flushing my system out, you know. It seemed like once I started doing it, there was a period of days where my, my urine really stunk and I was like freaking out that I was having a urinary tract infection because it was so stinky. And I'm waiting for the, the cultures to come back from the lab because they haven't found anything yet through the initial test. But I'm starting to wonder now if, oh, maybe that's that's why. It's because my system was starting to flush out because I was consuming so much more water. right? And I have been going to the bathroom more. Um, and I can see the veins in my hands now. Were, and that's a real indicator of how much dehydrated I was, was uh, the veins like around in the top of my hands you couldn't really see them before, but now that I'm drinking water, I can see the the vessels in my in my hands. And it's like, oh, I was deflated because I didn't have enough fluid in my in my blood and stuff. So it makes a big difference. Um, anything else going on? Uh, if anybody's still interested in being on the podcast, send me an email. If you have my phone number, you know you can text me or contact me that way. Leave me a message, uh, and uh, we'll set something up. And like I said, I'm trying to work on the Skype thing. I might have to download a whole new uh, software program to be able to do it. So that'll take a period of adjustment and just learning that and uh, getting it all hooked up. But I plan to be able to do Skype and record that into audio for the podcast. So eventually you won't even have to come here. And it'll be a lot easier for everybody to have uh, be on the podcast. And then maybe I can get people that I know in faraway places to want to come and talk to me for an hour about whatever they want. And I think that would be pretty fun. And then everybody can listen to different perspectives from different people from all over the world compared to my perspective. And I think that would be cool. Uh, I think that's probably going to wrap me up uh, for this week, you guys. Uh, so I hope you, this will make you think a little bit about automated cars and technology and where it's headed and what kind of adjustments we as people and a species and society have to make to accommodate moving forward in a direction that's going to be good for everything, not just people, but the planet and everybody's health and safety, you know, so... And if you can do that, then you can do uh, anything, right? And especially you can learn to love yourself, guys. All right? And I'm serious about this. 
totally learn to love yourself. All right. Because it's a really good place to start. Peace.